0: back to the JKR podcast. Today we have South Carolina native Canes alumni and current sophomore catcher for South Carolina baseball. We have Cole Messina on the JKR podcast for the Canes baseball series. Cole, super pumped to get you on the show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Hey, of course. Thanks for coming on the show. I know you got a hot start to your sophomore year here, so pumped to kind of dig into that. But, no, before we dig into your baseball career, I got one question I'd like to start off with everybody that gets on the Care podcast, and that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Cole Messina?
1: Um, Cole Messina is very outgoing. Um, He loves to hunt, loves to play baseball, loves to be with his friends. I'd say Cole Messina is a good person to have in your corner. I think that's how I'd introduce myself.
0: Okay, there we go. So, obviously, you're at South Carolina now. Let's kind of dig into, you know, your whole recruiting process, How you know, kind of how that got started. Just kind of take us through that. You know, when exactly did Division One teams kind of start reaching out, and when did that whole recruiting process kind of get started for you?
1: So, my freshman year of high school, we had a pitcher who's committed to South Carolina playing. I played with him, and so they would come and watch him. And they kind of saw me, started recruiting me a little bit, and then followed me hard, like, over the summer circuit with the Canes. And then I committed this summer after my freshman year.
0: Okay. So, you know, as you're going through those initial conversations, you know, you're committing there, you know, pretty early within your high school career. (laughs) Kind of take us through a couple of those just initial conversations, what those were kind of like. And then for you kind of, you know, what's going through your mind at that point? Because, you know, you said you committed before your freshman year. I mean, you're still quite a few years away from college. Kind of take us through, you know, what's going through your mind at that point.
1: I mean, definitely, like, the first bit of the conversations were, like, awkward, right? Like, I was a young kid talking to a college coach who could be my coach one day. So, it was just, like, awkward and nervous and everything else. But, I don't know. Like, I was definitely, like, out of my mind when they really decided to offer me. I mean, because South Carolina is my dream school. Always has been. So, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. It's just, like, it was crazy. It really was.
0: I'm sure. Um. So with South Carolina obviously being your dream school, you know, that's probably a big reason why you chose it. But as you were kind of maybe comparing South Carolina to some other schools that were reaching out, you know, what were some of those key things that you were looking for, you know, as you went along that process?
1: I mean, I think, like, the big main points was definitely, like, the fan base, the level of baseball I play, like, how close it was to home. Like, I'm I'm a family guy. I like my family to be involved. I like seeing my family. So, I mean, I think it being close to home. Being close to home was good. I mean, I got great facilities, great coaches, uh, great support staff. So, I mean, it was a no-brainer.
0: I'm sure. So, with you being an in-state guy, you know, staying close to home, what were some of those just maybe pre-existing relationships you had with some of your teammates now? Who were some of those guys that you kind of knew, you know, going into your freshman year there at South Carolina?
1: Uh, I mean, I've known a bunch of them. One of my best friends is from Greenville, actually, and we room together. And, I mean, I've known him for, God, I don't know, six, seven years now. So, I mean, it is awesome. I mean, it's it's fun knowing people coming in for sure, though. It makes life a little bit easier when everyone's struggling as freshmen and stuff. I mean, knowing those guys beforehand is always fun.
0: Yeah. So, you know, being committed to South Carolina there for what well, probably like three and a half years or so, I'm sure, you know, when your senior year came around, it came time for, you know, those official visits, signing day and stuff like just to make, just to make it official, kind of go on those fun things before you actually head there to play ball, kind of take us through both of those, you know, Nat- international signing day, you know, what that was like, you know, making it official, signing that paper. And then also your official visit when you got the chance to go and, you know, maybe take some pictures in that South Carolina gear, maybe go and see campus, you know, actually as a. As a, you know, future student, as as you're visiting on your official visit, kind of take us through both of those days.
1: So, sadly, I didn't get to go on an official visit because of COVID. COVID really ramped up right before we were supposed to. And then, I mean, my signing day, I mean, it was pretty cool. Like, my friends and family were there, but, I mean, my, like, immediate friends. I think, like, my high school girlfriend was there and my parents. But, like, with COVID, no one really could come. So, I mean, it was nice, though. I mean, obviously – you fulfilled a dream and like, it's everything you worked for, but other than COVID being around I mean, it wasn't
0: too crazy. I'd say. Yeah. So now, so now at this point, you know, obviously senior year comes to an end, your springs to your spring season, you could head to South Carolina there for the summer, kind of take us through those first couple of weeks on campus. Kind of what was that like? And Maybe some of those surprises you had, you know, just, you know, going from high school ball straight to college ball, you know, interacting with some of your freshman teammates.
1: It was crazy, actually, because my three roommates all tested positive for COVID the day we moved in, except me. So I was all alone for, like, four weeks, it felt like. But, I mean, it was definitely eye-opening because I realized, like, I had to get my body in much better shape than what it was going in. I think that was the biggest thing I noticed over the first three weeks. So.
0: So when you notice that, you know, one of the big things you need to work on is, you know, getting in better shape, kind of what was that first step of attack? How did you kind of, you know, get in better shape and be ready to play ball there for fall ball when some of the older teammates kind of, you know, showed up on campus?
1: I mean, I definitely just, like, started watching what I eat a lot more. And I just, like, ramped it up in the weight room especially. I mean, I think that was the biggest thing, just ramping it up in the weight room and watch what I eat.
0: Okay, so I'm assuming, you know, like with you being a freshman last summer, you kind of got there before, you know, some of the sophomores, juniors and maybe some of the regular students. Uh, But, you know, once it did come time for, you know, the school's actual fall semester to get started, kind of take us through fall ball, kind of what that was like, just the day to day, maybe some, you know, the toughest transitions for you, you know, as a ball player. Just take us through fall ball last year as a freshman.
1: It was just like a lot. Like I'd say, like we would always be doing something and I was kind of like shocked because i mean obviously i haven't had a intensive training like scrimmages and practice and weights and 6 a.m weights and it was just a lot but i mean other than that other than like the workload i'd say it was pretty pretty normal i feel like we didn't really do too much different things than what i've already been doing so it wasn't as bad as some people thought it would be for me which yeah. was good
0: Yeah. So, you know, going through fall ball, going through maybe some of those intersquad squad scrimmages, facing up against college pitching for the first time. What was that difference, you know, catching college pitching, but also hitting against some college pitching? You know, just kind of take us through that transition and maybe some of the toughest things that kind of hit you there during that first semester of college.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, like, most high school guys have that one, like, really good pitcher, and so, like, I, I mean, it was just, like, Every high school team in America is really good pitcher was on my team. So, I mean, I just had to work extra hard behind the plate, make sure those guys were good, make sure those guys were happy. Um, I mean, hitting ahead to, like, readjust my approach, realize that, like, this isn't high school anymore. And just, I mean, realize pretty much everything I'd say. So, that was good.
0: So, you know, fall ball comes to an end there your freshman year. You know, you guys flip that calendar to the 2022 season. You're playing your first, you know, freshman year there in SEC baseball. Kind of take us through that season, you know, leading up to it, maybe some of the things that you guys started working on before those first couple of games and what that was like, you know, just playing in your first first actual collegiate baseball game last spring.
1: Um, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, it was definitely like a dream come true. I wish it would have went my way a little bit more. Uh, Struggled a little bit my freshman year, which was good for me. But, I mean, other than that, it was just awesome. I mean, obviously everyone gets amped up. Everyone gets a little bit on edge because everyone's excited so I mean other than that it was it was fun definitely was
0: so you know after after your freshman year kind of let's go ahead and transition to your sophomore year here to where you're at now obviously you kind of know what you you kind of expect and kind of know what's going to go on here for fall ball as you guys ramp up for the season you know what kind of take us through your sophomore year and what benefits that kind of brought you of kind of already knowing what's going on here for this upcoming season
1: I mean, I, I think it's, like, mostly summer ball that I need to benefit. I mean, I, I my summer ball coaches were great. I mean, they pretty much just told me, like, I got to get my my crap together. And, I mean, I did, and I'm having success, so I'm happy. But, like, I think that, like, the biggest thing is my sophomore year is I grew, like, mentally. I'm, like, I'm mentally stronger now, and I know, what, like, what it takes, which is good, so.
0: Okay. So you talk about – you know that development. You you talk about you know how your sophomore year, you you come out you come off to a hot hot start. I believe what was it like eight home runs already. Kind of take us through you know that off season development. You know you go through summer ball. Your summer ball coaches kind of get you to get your crap together. Kind of you know what what went on there and you know just kind of take us through this just super successful start you've had to your sophomore season.
1: Man, I just gotta pay it all to my hitting coach now. I mean he would work with me all the time. I mean I didn't have the greatest of falls. I'd say like new hitting coach comes in. So I, we're all trying to get on the same page, and like we just kept working and kept figuring out new things. And I mean, it I really do owe it to him. I mean, like we work we work our tails off still. So I mean, I think it was just like the work ethic that I, I had to be put in was. I mean, that's where I really think all my success is coming from.
0: Okay, so I know a couple was it a couple of weeks ago? You guys go to it's what? Where's where's Clemson at? It's Somerville, correct?
1: No. Yeah. So I'm from Somerville. So Clemson's like the complete opposite side of the state.
0: Okay. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you guys head to Clemson, you know, in-state rival there. And from what I hear, you hit a big time home run in that series. Kind of take us through that AB. And what was that like, you know, rounding the bases just in that big time, um, just climb that big time atmosphere there in a rivalry game.
1: Well, I mean, as a kid, like I dreamed of playing against Clemson. I mean, that was, I mean, that's what every kid in South Carolina dreams for, I think. And, like, to be playing, playing this year and not watching on the bench was awesome. But hitting that home run was kind of the explanation point. Because, I mean, I don't know. It was 3-2 count, run on first. No, run on second. He threw me a slider right over the middle. And, I mean, I just put my best swing on it, and it paid off. But, I mean, it was definitely, like, a moment I'll remember forever, I'm sure. I'd say.
0: I'm sure. So, you know, beyond that, I'm sure that's one of, you know, key memories so far within your collegiate career, but, you know, as you're in, you know, about a season and a half going into your, within your sophomore year, you know, what are some of those just favorite memories that come to mind when you're thinking of collegiate baseball so far, you know, whether that's fall ball actually playing in the season when you're on the field, maybe doing some stuff off the field down there in South Carolina, with some of your teammates, you know, just what are some of those favorite memories that come to mind when you think of playing collegiate baseball?
1: I mean, I think genuinely, it's just like hanging out with my teammates. Because, I mean, we're not going to have baseball forever. One of our guys say it all the time. He's an older guy. I mean, he always, like, tries to get us together and hang out because, I mean, he realizes baseball is not going to be around forever. I mean, I mean, us us boys will always be around for as long as God lets us be. But I don't know. Definitely, like, I my summer ball was a great memory, too. I mean, summer ball was fun for me. It was awesome. So, I mean, those are probably two of my favorite memories, just hanging out with the guys in summer ball.
0: Okay. All right. So going into this 2023 season, you guys started off, like you said, 17 and one here to start the year. You guys are ranked in the top, top 20 within the country. You know what, as you guys head into SEC play this weekend, I believe you guys play Georgia kind of take us through some of those expectations for the team heading into the rest of this season. And maybe some of those personal goals you have as well.
1: I mean, i gonna be honest. I don't think we really have any expectations for us. I think we're just going to go out there and play and just play our hardest and stick to what we do and, where the chips fall, the chips fall. But I mean, I think for myself, I'm just gonna just make sure I do everything possible to help the team win. I, mean, I think we got a good team this year. I think we got a good chance to have some fun when when it comes June. But we're gonna see. And
0: where the chips fall, the chips fall. Okay. All right. So you mentioned that summer ball was a big key in your development. You know, your your summer ball coaches kind of you got a hold of you were kind of like, hey, work on this, work on that. Take us through your summer ball experience. Just you know, from the day to day, some of the biggest lessons that you learned. Kind of take us through what that summer, that summer league experience was like here last summer.
1: So I played in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. So I was a long way from home, sixteen hours. So I mean, first of all, that was a big thing, right? Like being away from home. Never been that far from home for that long. And, I mean, it was just like, I mean, it's a grind. Like, you got to wake up every day, go to the gym. I mean, just just go to the gym, go to the field, practice, play, do it all over again. So, I mean, it is a grind. But, I mean, I think the biggest life lesson is just like, it's a game, man. Like, there's no reason to put so much pressure on yourself. You always have fun doing it.
0: So with last year, you know, you freshman when you're playing the spring season at South Carolina, you're a freshman playing with sophomores, juniors, seniors, you know, last summer as well, partying playing with some older kids as well. What were some different ways that, you know, maybe pick the brain of some of your older teammates, or even pick the brains of some of your coaches as well, just being that younger guy in that locker room?
1: I mean, just to ask questions, we had a really good group last year when it came to that. I mean, we really got a good group this year. So I mean, I think we just I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is just ask questions I mean they'll answer for you they're your teammates they're not gonna they're not gonna really be I mean bad people about it right like they're gonna answer your questions they're gonna help you as much as they can just because they care so
0: so as your as your sophomore spring you know keep, keeps rolling keeps evolving um you know as you're looking towards this upcoming summer what is the plan there Are you plan on going back to going back to Wisconsin to play some summer ball kind of what's the plan there as you head into this summer summer league season I have
1: no idea Genuinely, I don't I don't know. Me and the coaches haven't really talked about it. We'll probably talk about it come soon, but we haven't talked about it as of recent.
0: Okay. So you now when you're when you are in summer ball, you know, you do make that switch from, you know, metal in the spring to wood. Kind of take us through that transition of what that's like, you know, going from wood to well, from metal to wood to potentially back to metal, you know, back in the fall. You know, what is that transition like and kind of what's that mindset when you're using a different a metal bat compared to a wood bat?
1: I mean, I think it helps. I mean, I really do think it does. I mean, because I mean, if you like, Mm -hmm. one of my buddies said the other day, like, if you have the same feel over and over again, like, you'll get, you'll go like numb to it. Like, if you're like, like swinging a bat, like, if you got the same feel of a bat, you'll eventually go numb to it and not really know what you're doing. So I think changing it up is good. And I mean, I think it, I think it helps everybody.
0: Okay. So, you know, as we talk about summer ball, let's throw it back here a couple of years, you know, how we got connected Canes baseball, take us through just your experience with Canes baseball, kind of take us through, you know, how you got connected with that Canes baseball program and what that experience was like playing for them.
1: I mean, my experience was amazing. I'm not going to sell it short. I mean, those guys are awesome. First class, but I mean, I tried out for a regional team, uh, 14 year year, made the Canes South team and then 15 year, year, they asked me to be on the national team. But I mean, those guys are, those guys are awesome. I mean, I wouldn't trade my experiences with them for the world. I mean, I, I'll probably invite all the coaches, everyone involved in that organization, to my wedding. I mean, they're great people. They know I love them. I think. I mean, I think they love me. But I mean, they're great dudes, and I, I owe it all to them. I really do.
0: So, you know, going from Canes South there for your 14-year season that first year with the Canes to Canes National that next year, did that kind of come with any sort of, you know, culture shock going from playing with guys all from your area to now playing with guys from across the country from all different parts of the United States? Was there maybe a culture shock that came with that?
1: No, yeah, it was. I mean, it was the first time I've ever done it. I mean, I had to adjust. Everyone had to adjust. So, I mean, yeah, that was definitely a culture shock. But, I mean, it is what it is at this point, you know?
0: Yeah. So you do mention that, you know, all these guys in the Canes organization are going to be invited to your wedding. I'm sure that you know, that means, you know, great relationships with all these Canes coaches, a lot of these Canes players. But kind of take us through, you know, what that relationship is with, you know, Coach Petty, Coach Gitson, maybe some of your teammates that you played with for the Canes. You know, just what are some of those relationships like and how did you build those relationships over time just playing for that Canes organization?
1: I mean, I think the biggest thing was like respect. I mean, if you showed them, those guys respect, you showed your teammates, the coaches, they're going to respect you, right? Like, I mean, you're going to – you just got to come out and play hard every day and they're going to really like you. I mean, that's the biggest thing I'd say. And, I mean, I text all those guys. I mean, me and Cody Schreier were texting yesterday. Petty texted me the other day. I got his dad tickets to the game. I mean, me and Coach gets in – flew on a plane together. Like, I mean, there's definitely different, different relationships there. But, I mean, it's – they're awesome. I mean, I'd do anything for them.
0: I know they do anything for me. So, sure. So, you know, looking back into your Canes career here, last question about the Canes, you know, when you're, you know, winning championships, going hanging out with some teammates, you know, what are just some of those favorite memories that come to mind just from playing for the Canes, you know, for those three, four seasons of summer baseball? Just take us through some of those favorite memories that come to mind.
1: I mean, definitely winning like the WWA. I was a I man, I won it three times when I was with the Canes. So, I mean, was, those are great, but I, I think it's definitely just like, Getting away from your parents, because, I mean, some of those guys are, like, far away. I mean, my parents have – I have two other siblings, so, I mean, they couldn't come to all of them. But, I mean, getting away from your parents and just being on your own and hanging out with the guys and having fun, I mean, that's definitely the highlight, I'd say.
0: All right, so let's go ahead. Let's transition to you're actually on the field play. You know, kind of take us through this hitting approach. You know, you're walking up. You're on the on-deck circle, walking up to the batter's box. Take us through, you know, what's going through your mind. What are you trying to do with each at-bat there as you're walking up to that batter's box?
1: I'm definitely just trying to clear my head and just like, just ambush. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, with that, when I have less than two strikes, like, no matter the count, I'm just trying to ambush, do damage. But with two strikes, I'm just trying to, you know, like have a good team at bat and do my job. I say, I mean, I really have a pretty basic approach. I don't really like to think a bunch when I'm hitting. So, I, I mean, I just really just try to ambush and hope for the best.
0: Okay. So, you know, with that simple hitting approach, kind of take us through your mechanics, you know, how those kind of developed from your load up to your follow through, just take us through, you know, how you develop those mechanics and kind of what those mechanics are looking like.
1: I mean, you definitely have to like, they definitely evolve like over time. I mean, they're always evolving. So, I mean, I think I just like mine kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I worked hard this winter, really hard this winter. And then, I mean, I like where I'm at right now, so I'm not going to change anything, but I mean, they definitely just evolve, and they're always changing for everybody. So, I mean, I think like the biggest thing, like my swing's really good. Like I stay through the, I stay on playing with the ball a lot longer than like majority people. I'd say like I'm, always, I'm in the zone for a while. So I think that's probably like the key thing for me. All
0: right, so flipping that around to you know when you're actually behind the plate, you know you're catching all those different pitchers, You know what what. Take us through that strategy, maybe, you know, calling pitches or, you know, just, you know, maybe building relationships with different pitchers. Kind of take us through that a little bit.
1: I mean, that's the biggest thing is just building relationships, right? Like, they trust you, you're going to trust them. But, I've, I mean, it changes pitcher to pitcher. Like, some guys need visuals, some guys don't. Some guys need motivation, some guys don't. Like, it definitely just changes. But, like, luckily I don't have to call pitches because, I mean, that would be very stressful. But, I think in reality it just changes from pitcher to pitcher, and like as a catcher, it's your job to know those guys and what they like and what they don't like, and how they are and where where pitches go and whatnot. So,
0: so being at South Carolina right now, kind of take us through, you know, what going into a a weekend series. So it's like Georgia, for example, this upcoming weekend. You know, are there different meetings that you're having with the pitching coach and all the different coaches when it comes to strategy against, you know, their one, two, three, four hole hitters? Or what exactly does that look like, you know, leading into a series on the catching side of things, you know, when you're going to pitchers meetings, but also hitters meetings as well? You know, how does that kind of go about leading up into a weekend series, like scouting report wise and just meeting wise with different coaches?
1: No, yeah, we'll have a scouting report every day. We'll have a scouting report Friday, Saturday and Sunday for the pitcher on who, like, George is pitching this weekend. Like, we'll have a scout report on him, and then on Friday we'll do a scout report on their entire offense. So everyone knows, every position player, every catcher, every pitcher, every coach knows, like, what our scout report is and what we're going to try and execute. So everyone's on the same page. Yeah.
0: So you guys are at Georgia this upcoming weekend. I'm assuming it is Wednesday. I'm assuming you guys probably have a travel day tomorrow. You know what does that kind of look like when it comes to actually going on a tra- on a travel weekend? You know whether that's you know leaving on Wednesday, leaving on Thursday. Just take us through that. You know that week, the, the couple days leading up to the series, and what that looks like. You know, leading up to that first game.
1: So we'll we'll leave Thursday around lunch. We'll probably stop and get food somewhere, and then we'll go to Georgia, get in the hotel usually unpack our stuff, lay down for a little bit, and then we'll go practice. And then we'll practice Thursday night. And then Friday morning, we'll wake up, eat breakfast, hang out around the house. People go work out if they want. And then we'll play Friday, play Saturday, play Sunday. And then after Saturday, we'll shower at home and then do it all over again next Thursday.
0: Okay. So leading up to the game day, you said, you know, you guys wake up, they go get a workout if they'd like. How far how far in advance are you guys getting to that stadium? And when you guys do get there, what does that kind of look like in terms of, you know, maybe some pregame hitting meetings, pregame pitchers meetings, um, and actually taking BP, taking some infield? What does that kind of look like?
1: So we – I think we – for away games, we get to the field like three hours early. So like we'll hit BP – and then we'll have, like, a little downtime before we stretch and throw and in and out. But, like, with me catching, I'll leave. I'll I'll be in the bullpen, like, an hour early doing my pregame drills, doing my mobility and stuff, get my body right. So, I mean, I don't really have any downtime, I'd say. Like, I'd hit BP, get my jersey on, head to the bullpen pretty much. But, I mean, we there's sometimes hitters meetings, sometimes pitchers meetings, but it's not, like, an everyday thing, I'd say.
0: So if you had to look at the entirety of your game, let's say you are a scout watching you catch, watching you hit, watching you maybe run the bases, maybe interact with some of your pitchers. What would be that personal scouting report that you would write up on yourself if you were a scout watching your game's entirety?
1: I'd say probably, like, my leadership is the biggest thing that stands out. Like, I try to be vocal. I try to, like, like, run the show pretty much. I think that's the biggest thing. So, I mean – yeah, I mean, I mean personally, I don't think I'm like one of the best like defensive catchers in the country. I'm gonna be honest; like, I struggle sometimes. I mean, I think everybody struggles, but I think the biggest thing is just like my leadership and like how I go about my business.
0: So you talk about you know developing you're, you you talk you talk about how maybe one of those weaknesses, maybe some of those struggles, is actually you know you're actually defensive catching wise. But what are some of those things, key things that you're wanting to work on within your development here these next couple of years, maybe before you enter that draft? Um, Just what are some of those key things you're wanting to work on and put some key emphasis on within your development?
1: I think, like, just be consistent. I think, like, some days I'll be, like, really, really good framing-wise. Like, really, really good, like, top tier, you know, and then I won't be as good blocking. Like, I'll I'll miss a block. Where some days I can block every ball, but, I I mean, I just look, like, sped up when I'm, like, receiving balls. So, I mean, I think it's just be consistent on both ends. Which, I mean, me and – we have a student coach who was actually a catcher before he had to medically retire. But me and him have been working really, really hard. We work really hard, like, every for every game, before. I mean, on off days, like, we work really hard at it. So, I mean, I think it's good.
0: Okay. All right. So I got one last, you know, baseball topic I kind of want to dig into. And like I said, you know, when I graduate from school in a couple of years, I'm trying to be a draft advisor, trying to be an agent. So when I get a player like yourself, on, I always like to, you know, dig into your advisor selection process and kind of want on with that. So just kind of take us through, you know, when exactly was it that advisors kind of started reaching out to you? And just what was your mindset, you know, as you were going through the selection process? <laughs>
1: um, I think advisors started reaching out to me my junior year of high school. I mean, I think the biggest thing, like, for me and my family was just, like, we wanted someone who was kind of, like, middle-middle, not, like, so much worried about the draft and not so much worried about, like, being your friend, you know, like, kind of could even both of those out. And, I mean, I think we we got a good guy. Like, I think Dan with Beverly Hills is going to help me a bunch when it comes time. I mean, he's a good dude. Like, I mean, we talk a bunch, but, like, it's not always about, like, Oh, what are you doing tonight on a Saturday night in college? You know, it's not like, oh, you need to be better at this at baseball. So, I mean, I think it's, I think it's good that we're, we, I have Dan. I mean, I think he's a good dude. So I think he'll, he'll help me out and not screw me over.
0: Yeah. So as you were going through that process, you had maybe some different advisors reaching out. Was there something throughout that process that maybe stood out in a bad way that advisors were doing to where you're like, okay, someone just did this, you know, I'm, I'm crossing this guy's name off the list. Was there anything in terms of that, that you're like, eh, I I don't feel like this guy's the guy for me, you know, just like kind of like right away.
1: It's definitely like their social media. Like if you follow some of those guys on social media, they can be reckless. And I think that like, You want a good person all the time, not just when they're talking to you. So, I mean, I think that was probably the biggest, like, red flag for me.
0: Okay. So, you said advisors kind of started reaching out there your junior year. I know as I was doing some research, I saw you were, what, like one of the top five catchers in the country in your your graduating class. So, I'm assuming there's maybe some draft buzz there going into your freshman year there at South Carolina. Kind of take us through that um, just in terms of maybe some conversations you were having with scouts and just what that mindset is was, you know, heading into that 2021 summer.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I definitely had, like, conversations with scouts. I mean, I, I had a decent amount, not, like, a bunch, but I, got, I actually got hurt my senior year, and, like, after that, it was kind of like, all right, let's go to college. I had separated my shoulder, so it was – I mean, it worked out. I mean, I'm glad I came to college, so.
0: Okay. All right, man, so I got a couple more questions here for you. Let's go ahead and dig into my rapid-fire section, moving away from the baseball here. So, first off, passions beyond the game of baseball so what is it that you know you're doing when you're trying to get your mind off of things maybe cope with some stress whatever it happens to be what are some of those passions you got beyond the game of baseball
1: hunting i think hunting is like my biggest thing i mean you can ask anybody who knows me like that's all i want to do so
0: So hunting down there in South Carolina, I'm assuming it might be somewhat similar to here in the Midwest, but what are some of those key things you're, you know, you're hunting down there in South Carolina? Like, is it just a normal, you know, buck season, turkey season, stuff like that? Or what exactly does that look like?
1: No, yeah, it's pretty normal. I mean, I hunt deer, duck, dove, and turkey. I mean, that's the biggest thing, so.
0: All right. So digging into motivations here. Um, just digging down deep down internally, you know, what is it that, you know, helps you get out of bed every morning, helps you just continuously evolve, continuously get better, you know, as a ball player, but as a person as well. Just what are some of those motivations that you have just to continuously get better?
1: I think it's just a dream, like the dream of being an MLB player, right? Like that's what keeps me going. I'd say, like, just waking up every day and realizing, like, hey, you got to go get it. I think that's the biggest thing
0: for me. All right. So okay. taking that question a little bit further, you say that dream is to play major league baseball. Let's look at your, let's look at your life. Perfect picture, 20 years down the road. So you'll be what, like 39, 40 years old or so. Take us through that perfect picture of your life, 20 years down the road from now, everything keeps going right. What does that look like?
1: I mean, I just retired from the MOB. I got a bunch of land I live on. Uh I got a great family. That's pretty much it. I'd say like, Definitely yeah. am retiring by 40 if I do make it to the bigs. I mean the 40's an old age.
0: Yeah. Especially being a catcher too. You might have to move to first base or third base there if you yeah. play play that long. Uh but I'm exactly. no gonna one last question here for you. Same question I like to end it off with everybody that gets on the J Care podcast. So with where you're at now, going to South Carolina, you have that opportunity to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness, you know, what is, you know, as you look you know, all these different brands across the country, what would be that dream brand to just endorse, collaborate with, partner with whatever it happens to be? What would that dream NIL brand be?
1: I think it'd be like a hunting company. I got asked this the other day. I think it'd definitely be like a hunting company. It really wouldn't matter which one because, I mean, I'm not picky, but, like, I think, like, a major hunting company would be really sick.
0: Okay. So what's your favorite major hunting company?
1: Probably Drake or Bandit, probably.
0: Okay. All right. Well, man, that, that's the final question here on the J. Podcast. You know, super appreciative of you coming on the show. Um, Like I said, I know you're going through a hot sophomore year right now. You know, keep balling out, keep hitting. Um. Just best of luck the rest of this spring, this upcoming summer, wherever you end up playing and just the rest of your career, man. Just, you know, like I said, thanks for coming on the show and best of luck the rest of your career. I'll, I'll definitely be following you, you know, maybe, you know, down in the future, maybe I'll get you some Jake here, podcast merch or something like that. Uh, but no, man, that's all, that's all the questions I got for you today. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me.